to the Confessions of a Codependent podcast. I am your host, Jenny Red Pill Rage Eon. Very, very proud to be bringing you my only non-political podcast. Something a little deeper, something a little bit more meaningful, something I think we can cross party lines in terms of how many of us suffer from the terrible pain of living a life with codependency. On this podcast, we are going to be talking about everything from personality disorders, narcissistic abuse prevention, narcissistic abuse healing, narcissistic abuse survival. We're going to be talking about dating uh, tips, toxic fawning. We're going to talk about fight, flight, fawn, or freeze responses. Well, things not to say to someone who is a trauma survivor. We're going to talk about PTSD. Also, the difference between PTSD and complex PTSD. We're going to talk about what self-care is and what it isn't. We are going to be covering so many incredible topics and hopefully discussing tools that can help us along our journey to become healthier, more self-loving individuals who can truly find love in this world, truly find purpose, and truly live with lion-like courage. So shout out to Codependence Anonymous. Go visit the website coda.org. Let's get started. <laughs> Welcome, codependents. I, I don't know how to quite add all the media together. This is my first time doing a podcast on Spotify with the video. So, hi, if you've never seen me before, I'm so happy that you're here, codependents. Um, I'm Jenny Redpill Rage Eon. You've already heard my intro. I don't need to re reiterate any of that. But today's topic is what is self-care and what is self-care not? Okay. This is actually, it's funny. This is actually what should have been my first episode because I think we all need kind of a foundation of healing to stand upon. And uh, I haven't done this yet. I did a killer episode about people pleasing and curing yourself of people pleasing once and for all. Uh, part of self-care is learning when to be giving and loving and compassionate and generous and to whom versus uh, just giving your love, compassion and generosity to everybody, hoping that they'll love you back. Okay. That's what codependence is. Okay. Codependence is being frivolously and irresponsible, irresponsibly generous and kind to people who don't deserve it. Uh, codependents have a tendency to cast their pearls before swine. We do that a lot. That's why we're in the mess. That's why we get into the messes that we get into is because we cast our pearls before swine. We do it way too often. We neglect ourselves, we abandon our inner child, and we don't enforce our boundaries. That's what being a codependent is. That is the life, and it sucks, and it's horrible. And like I said, this should have been my very first episode, but we're going to do it now. We're going to do it now. So I have a list. I made this list maybe about a year ago, and I have to look at it from time to time to remind myself of what is important to me, what is sustainable for me, and what my limitations and, cap and, and uh, weaknesses 
make me incapable of doing and being really, really realistic about that, right? So the reason I like to talk about self, what self-care is and what self-care is not, oftentimes I think in the guru spaces and the motivational speaking spaces and the life coaching spaces and the mental health healing spaces, I see everyone talking about self-care, but nobody is really talking about what self-care really, really, truly is, right? Like we say, oh, practice self-care, practice self-care. And I think the idea of it for someone who is not uh, intellectually or emotionally mature, and we've all been that way at some point, I think the idea of it is maybe a little bit um, self-sabotaging, to be honest with you. And I talked a little bit about this in my last episode, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and knowing the difference between protecting your peace and protecting your ego. I think sometimes people uh, protect their ego as a form of self-care. And that's not what self-care is supposed to be. We're not supposed to protect our ego. We're supposed to protect our inner child, but we're not supposed to protect our ego. And I think a lot of times people think self-care is taking a day off and having a bubble bath with a glass of champagne. That's not self-care. Okay. It may be part of your self-care routine. It may be part of what you need to do on a daily basis to make yourself feel grounded and calm and centered. It may be a way for you to re to relax and regulate your nervous system, but it's such a small, teeny, tiny, like external, somewhat superficial way of practicing self-care. And I want to implore all of you codependents to look at self-care a little bit differently. Okay. And this is a list that I made that was a combination of EMDR therapy, dialectical therapy, 12-step program, getting involved with, with therapists and, you know, other mental health professionals or mental health coaches. It's kind of a personal Jenny list of everything that I believe it is and isn't. So let's go ahead and get started with what self-care is. What self-care is, okay? Number one. Self-care is placing safe, your personal safety and protection above connection, okay? Now, I'm not really partying anymore, but there was a time in my life where some bad things happened to me as a result of being somewhere that I shouldn't have been or not leaving a place early enough or... Uh, perhaps not getting out of a, not getting away from an individual that I felt was predatory. And we as codependents, especially codependents with borderline personality or complex PTSD, you have got to understand that you are not for everyone and you do not need to be around everyone. Okay. If you are around people who are driving drunk, that's, that, that has to stop. If you are around people who are doing cocaine and inviting people into the home that you don't know, who are possibly going to drug your drink, as is something that happened to me in Las Vegas, 
That's not self-care. My thirst and hunger for friendships should never supersede my ability to keep myself safe and protected. Certain people's houses you don't need to go into. There's certain people's cars you don't need to be sitting in. There's certain people you don't need to be around. And it took a long time for me to learn that my safety and my pr protection is more important than their feelings. It's more important than them feeling like I'm being a prude or I'm being an old lady or I'm being a sourpuss. There's certain people you can't party with because they don't know how to handle their liquor. There's certain people you cannot be in the car with because they don't know how to fucking drive. There's certain people that you shouldn't give your home address to because these people are weirdos. These people will dox you as soon as you turn your back or get in a fight with them. Not everyone is safe. Not every situation is safe. Not everyone's car you should get into is safe. Not everyone who says that they're your friend is your friend. It's time for us as codependents to pull the, the, the rose-colored glasses off of our faces and understand that your safety and your protection is more important than pleasing them or getting along with them or going to whatever they want you to go to. Okay? I think I've said enough about that. You can use your imagine and you can use your imagination and fill in the blanks as to the horrible things that have happened to me in my life because I didn't place my self-care and my protection, my safety and my protection over connection with others, okay? Self-care is nurturing and guiding your inner child. Self-care is coaching and leading your inner child into adulting strategies that practice good outcomes. Now, I am the first one to say that I am terrible at adulting. I struggle to, to maintain, uh, I've struggled to maintain jobs in the past. I've struggled to get along with others. I've struggled to um, maintain the respect of my superiors and my uh, peers. I've struggled to remain financially independent. I've struggled to remain financially stable. I don't always pay my bills on time. I live paycheck to paycheck. I'm just like every, I'm just like every other working class American who falls into the 30% category of living paycheck to paycheck, right? But it's my job to start learning better adulting strategies to teach my inner child. It's my job to guide myself and coach myself and discipline myself into becoming stable as an adult and having a stable life, not having to move all the time, not having to get different jobs all the time, not having to be in survival mode all the time. You see, my parents didn't teach me that. So I have to teach that to my inner child. And if I don't know how to do certain things, it's my job to educate myself so I can pass on that knowledge to that sweet, beautiful baby that never was protected. Oh, actually I have a better picture. One second. Do I, can I pause this thing? I don't know how. Oh God, my ankle.
find it right now. I'll have to come back. Actually, no, here it is. Oh. Sorry about that, podcast land. Codependence. Oh, I still can't walk. I still can't walk, but I'm getting there. It's my job to guide this little girl. Okay? It's my job to guide her. Self-care is gentle movement and somatic exercises. What does that mean? What? You mean not working out at the gym and losing a bunch of weight and getting ripped? Ugh! That's not self-care? No. Not for people like me. And probably not for people like you. See, I'll have I'll do another episode about this where I talk about body dysmorphia and I talk about the relationship between uh, people with complex PTSD and body dysmorphia and how all of that leads, how one of those things kind of leads to the other. Because much like any other addiction or any other um, bad, negative, poor coping mechanism, Body dysmorphia is a manifestation of complex uh, trauma. It is. I'll talk about that in another way. But um, the reason I say on here, self-care is gentle movement and somatic exercise, is that for many of us who struggle, struggle with body image issues, we've already been there, done that, okay? We've already been weightlifters. We've already been athletes or dancers or bodybuilders or uh, uh, spinners or, or runners or swimmers or competitive or uh, uh, we, we've ran the Spartan races. Like the reason I say this is because a lot of people, when they start exercising, the exercise can easily become an addiction. And when it becomes an addiction, this is where you have your gym rats who never take care of their emotional dysregulation. They never learn any other methods of uh, breaking through and doing shadow work. And they still can be very emotionally immature, okay? Just like I was when I was a gym rat, okay? Being a gym rat has done nothing but keep weight on my body and raise my cortisol level. And then it very easily goes into the territory of me starting the shame and the, and the self-hatred cycle of um, when I'm not getting results, okay? So it's like this terrible cycle of high cortisol levels, poor coping mechanisms, spending a lot of time in the gym, exerting yourself physically, and then hating yourself for not looking the way you want to look when the truth is you got body dysmorphia anyway, and you're all in your, your mindset about your appearance is wrong anyway. Okay. I'm not saying don't go to the gym. I'm just saying, understand that gentle movement and somatic exercise is what's going to release the trauma out of your body. And when, it, and it's also what's going to help you truly ground yourself and get yourself back into regulation when you're dysregulated, okay? Self-care is trusting myself to know what's best for me. Now, this is a big step. This is a big part of Codependence Anonymous and Sexual Assault Anonymous. 
One thing that we do is we let too many people give us advice, especially when we have a lot of self-worth issues and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of shame. We don't believe that we are capable of making decisions that are best for ourselves. We don't. We're always looking to other people to kind of give us the answers or tell us what to do. Self-care is knowing that you've done your shadow work or you're doing your shadow work and you know what's best for yourself. Stop listening to everybody. Stop it. I've listened, I've had way too many voices in my head from way too many podcasts, way too many gurus, way too many self-help people, and none of it has worked because what they're teaching is what worked for them or what they can continue making money off of by you not healing all the way. What they're teaching is not helping me. I know me. I know my past. I know my triggers. Yes, good advice is, is good for everyone. I hope that you're taking my advice listening to this podcast. I hope it's helping you. But at the end of the day, you know what's best for you. Start to learn to trust yourself. Start to learn to trust your instincts. Start to learn your tr to trust your intuition. That is self-care. Self-care is embracing my hurt feelings. What? Jenny, what? Self-care is embracing your hurt feelings? Ew, that doesn't make sense. Well, it does when you realize that the path to recovery and the path to self-awareness is knowing what you feel and being able to name it, identify it. I'm not saying you have to have all the tools and be fully healed. Full, full healing is a lifelong journey. You're going to heal to the day you die. You're going to be triggered to the day you die. You're going to have memories to the day you die. Occasionally, you might have nightmares to the day you die. If that's the case, what are you going to do with it? If that's the case, what are you going to do with it? It's not just about your problems. It's about your solutions. You can't solve your problems if you're not self-aware. And you cannot be self-aware if you do not know how to embrace your hurt feelings. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. I have resentment. I'm angry. Up until two years ago, I couldn't even say those things. And a lot of us codependents cannot. Embrace your hurt feelings. And if you can, if you can, take those hurt feelings and use that pain as a tool. Use that pain as a tool to motivate you towards solutions. Remember what I said about coaching and leading your inner child? Use that pain from your childhood to say, you know what? I am going to go back into my past. I am going to rescue this beautiful baby. I'm going to take this beautiful baby away from the awful parenting that is about to befall this child. I'm going to rescue this baby. Use that anger and those hurt feelings to go motivate you to rescue this child. Self-care is honoring my creativity. I said it in the last episode. I'll say it in this one. I don't care if I get five listens on this podcast. I really don't. Other people, maybe they paint or they draw. You know, for me, 
making videos and doing shows and, and audio visual stuff and media stuff. This is my creative outlet. I don't care if no one ever listens to me. This is my creative outlet. So I'm going to be creative in the ways that are fun for me, the ways that are um, fulfilling for me. And I encourage you guys, self-care is honoring your creativity. Whatever hobby or fun thing you like to do, go do it and make that a priority. Once a week, twice a week, once a month, whatever it is for you. Self-care is treating my goals as duty. Ooh, that's rough. That's a hard, difficult challenge to yourself. Treating your goals as duty. I don't want you to live an empty life. I don't want you to be 60, 70 years old saying, I wish I had. I regret not doing Talk to nurses, talk to hospice nurses, and they will all tell you that their patients all say the same thing on their deathbed. I wish I had spent more time with the people I cared about. I wish I didn't work so fucking hard. And I wish I had treated my goals as being more important to me. If you don't want to die on your deathbed with regret, and if you don't want to keep wasting time, Stop being a procrastinator, which many of us codependents are. We are severe procrastinators. We are severe procrastinators. If we are to honor ourselves and our inner child, it's time to go start chasing that dream. It's time to get that LLC. It's time to put together that demo reel. It's time to go to that open mic and do your stand-up. Treat your goals as duty. Self-care is living a disciplined life for a higher cause. You see, people think self-care is all about, you know, feeling good and feeling all right and doing this and doing that for yourself. No, self-care is discipline. Self-care is calling yourself out on your own shit. Self-care is, is seeking the tools that you need in order to overcome the weaknesses and the deficiencies in your life. I'm working on it, guys. It's hard. It's hard. Self-care is asking questions and asking for help. It's not a sign of weakness. Don't let your pride and your perfectionism and your, and your procrastination get in the way of asking questions and asking for help. I am terrible at this. I'm good at asking questions. I'm terrible at asking for help. But I got to work on that. I talked about it in my last episode, okay? Now, uh, I want to try to keep this a little bit shorter than I usually do. But let's talk about what self-care is not. I'm already at 23 minutes. I was going to go for 30s. We might do 40, but I'm going to do my best to talk fast. Bear with me, codependence. Self-care is not fawning to avoid disagreements. That is not self-care. And if you're like me, sometimes you say to yourself, oh, I just have to protect my peace and I'm just going to exit this situation. I'm not going to have this conversation and I'm triggered and I got to leave. Yes, 
knowing when to leave toxic situations and toxic people is essential to your survival, codependence. It is essential. But self-awareness will give us the wisdom and the discernment to know when I'm avoiding disagreements or when I'm fawning versus when I'm protecting my peace. Okay. Learn the difference. Learn how to manage your own triggers and stay regulated. Or if you get dysregulated, learn how to bring yourself back to ground zero. Learn, learn how to bring yourself back to um, that quiet place and that, that place of stability and self-awareness. Learn how to do that. Don't just say, oh, I'm protecting my peace so you can exit a situation that's uncomfortable. If you're constantly exiting situations that are uncomfortable, then you are not growing as a human being. I'm sorry to tell you this, codependence. Self-care is not dismissing others to avoid conflict. Self-care is not abandoning and settling. Self-care is not rushing to the destination in order to feel better. What did I say that self-care is? I said self-care is embracing your heart feelings and pain as a tool. So when you rush to the destination to make yourself feel better, that is not self-care, ladies and gentlemen. That is avoidance. That is avoidance. And avoidance is going to keep you stuck in that same place. Okay. Self-care is not self-medication and instant gratification. I still smoke weed, okay? I know it's terrible. I got to stop. I'm admitting this to you because I'm, I struggle. I don't drink anymore, but... Drinking was really never my crutch. I used to drink a lot to fall asleep, but that was before I learned how to fall asleep on my own, which is something I'm training myself to do. It takes time and practice. Now, I think that some self-medication and instant gratification is more safe than others. But overall, we have to strive God, I hate admitting this. Overall, we have to strive to, to push through. And you can't do it all at once, okay? If you're abstinent and you don't drink and you don't have friends and you can't go to work and you can't walk and you can't work, you know what I mean? Like there's only so many things that you have to distract yourself with when you really have to sit alone with yourself at the end of the day. And unfortunately for me, I have not been able to sit alone with myself without marijuana. I just haven't, but it is a goal to eventually stop smoking altogether. Okay. I know I'm self-medicating, but there's only so much I can handle. And give yourself peace. Give yourself compassion and, and, and know that it's okay. It's okay. It's a process. Okay. And I'm not going to rush to the, to the destination. The, desti the destination for me is to find peace and to love myself. The destination for me is not to say, oh, I can't have any vices and I can't have sex and I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this. That's not the destination. That's not the end game. The end game is to have peace, you know? So don't be, don't go on these extreme 
diets, as I call them, these extreme diets to try to make yourself feel better because it's not going to. You're just going to end up right back where you started. Self-care is not strenuous exercise or masochism. Remember what I said about cortisol levels and working out and how working out can actually raise your cortisol levels, especially if you have body dysmorphia and you're not getting results. So be gentle with yourself, okay? You can be uh, ripped and a gym rat and a competitive bodybuilder. You could do all that, do all those things. But in my experience, unfortunately, people who do that are still running from themselves. They're hiding their pain in their muscles. And, and I'm not saying don't exercise. Definitely, you need to have some gentle movement in your day all the time. You shouldn't be a couch potato. But strenuous exercise for some of us actually leads to more self-hate. It actually leads to more frustration and higher stress levels. And you don't want to do that to yourself. Don't be a masochist. And most of us codependents are. Self-care is not blindly loving and trusting people and believing others. Check but verify. What does it say? Trust but verify. And I say check and double check. Self-care is not toxic, toxic positivity. And I'm going to have to do a whole ass episodes about toxic positivity. Keeping your head in the sand or your head in the clouds is not healing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not. This is why I say don't follow the gurus. Don't listen to Tony Robbins and, and Jay Shetty and Grant Cardone anymore. All they're doing is playing off of your insecurities and making money off of workshops that don't truly help people. You have to do the work. You have to do the shadow work. You have to be there for your inner child. You have to journal. And if you can't journal podcast, make content, whatever it takes, but you have to do the work. You can no longer write affirmations on your fucking mirror and buy books and go to workshops. It's not working for you. And I'm telling you this, the crystals are not going to help you. The yoga is not going to help you. The affirmations are not going to help you. The Reiki healing is not going to help you. The only thing that's going to help you is working their program, working with the therapist that you trust, and doing your shadow work and being there for your inner child. That's the only thing that's going to work. Looking in the mirror every day, telling yourself that you're beautiful, fake it till you make it, that is not going to address your body dysmorphia codependence. What's going to address your body dysmorphia is looking at your inner child and filling in the voids of the parenting that you did not receive. That's what's going to help your body dysmorphia. That's what's going to help your codependence. You have to do that. All of these external little stupid routines that you give yourself in order to feel better about yourself is toxic positivity. Stop pretending like the wound is not bleeding out. Stop, stop this fake it till you make it bullshit. Stop pretending like the wound and the scars are not there. They are there. 
Go into that dark place. Be brave. Have the energy and the wherewithal and the self-discipline to say, I am going to do this even though it fucking hurts. I am going to embrace my pain even though it, I don't want to look at it. Don't be toxic positive. And lastly, self-care is not denying your intuition to get along. Fuck them. Fuck them. If you know you've done everything, you've said everything, you've been as gracious as you can be, and they still treat you like shit, fuck them. Don't, don't try to, don't deny your intuition anymore. You know when you're dealing with a narcissist. You know when you're dealing with a male borderline or female borderline. You know when you're dealing with, with an addict. You know it. Stop denying your intuition. Stop. You're not helping yourself. That is not self-care. That's part of that grooming and that toxic positivity and that doormat syndrome that a lot of us were raised with. Don't do that to yourself anymore. Okay? Well, I'm going to just wrap it up. We're going to keep it short, sweet, and simple. I covered a lot of things. There's a lot of depth behind each one of these statements. A lot of experience, a lot of pain, a lot of growth behind each one of these um, bullet points here. But figure out, trust yourself. Learn to trust yourself. I trust myself now. I trust myself more than I ever have. And it's still not a lot of trust, but I, I understand that letting other people dictate to me what healing looks like is not self-care. Denying my intuition, overlooking red flags, being toxically positive, giving people chance after chance after chance, that's not self-care. Self-care is self-discipline. Self-care is saying, I love myself enough to make better choices, even though I don't feel like it. That's self-care. Now you can take that to the bank. Please, please like, rate, subscribe, and comment. Make sure you are subscribing and share, share, share this podcast with everyone you know. Everyone you know who's a codependent. Everyone you know who's an abuse survivor. Everyone you know who's a veteran. Everyone you know who is struggling to get that self-worth to a place that is functional. Not arrogant, not cocky, but functional. Share this podcast with them. Let them know about Jenny, okay? Because we're, we're working the steps together. We're trusting our higher power together. We're learning this together. I'm your friend. I'm not your coach. I'm your, I'm your friend. I'm not your sponsor. I'm trying to empower you to go on the journey to empower yourself. All right? Now, listen, everybody. You guys take care of yourselves, literally take care of yourselves, discipline yourselves, love your inner child, that precious baby who never got what they needed. Go, go love on them this week. Okay. All right. Keep working the steps. It works if you work it.